Hello and welcome back to the Lorgoifs. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm Justin. I'm Bob. And we are here. Actually, there's only three of us. What happened to AE? Uh, apparently, he got called away for some super secret thing. I, I'm, I don't know. Oh, wait. No, he's sick. I just got a text. I got a text saying that he was on like some super secret Demir agent thing. Oh. Sounds like something a Demir agent would say. That's, yeah. That's true. Oh, it said, I misread it. It said that he, he was away on official business that may or may not be anything with being Demir, but you know, I guess. Or, if as long as he doesn't letter. send us like souvenir cassette tapes. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that how I keep mysteriously getting VHS tapes from the Demir? <laughs> God damn it, Aggie. God damn it. All right, well. Uh, before we um, go on to our Patreon winner of the week, we just wanted to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Card Kingdom. For Card being Kingdom, awesome. the Thank best you, Card place Kingdom. to buy cards and singles for your decks. And I will be at Card Kingdom this weekend participating in their Chalice Tournament, where I will be playing against other cool people like The Prof and... Um, Josh Lee Kwai. Yeah, Josh Lee Kwai, who's amazing. And Jerry also Thompson. Jerry Thompson, who has piercing eyes. And um, Kenji Igashira, as well as Ashlyn. You have to say nice things about these people, too, because you said nice things about everybody else. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. <laughs> Ashlyn's adorable. You just said they're good people. Kenji's so. great. Um, Chris Van Meter makes really good battle decks. And Josh Lee Kwai is a really good hugger. Doesn't matter. They're all going down. Well, Michelle's the, gonna crush yeah, them. Yeah, there you have it. <laughs> this is a, a nice, uh, a nice little soothing compliment before she brings the wreckage. Yeah, that's she's gonna come in like a wrecking ball. Although I just realized that this episode will probably post as this event is happening. That's probably right. Or yeah. after, but check it out. It'll be on YouTube. Uh, if you also want to support us, you can use our affiliate link, uh, cardkingdom.com/slash/lordbraves. Woo! Yes. With that, let's move on to our wonderful patrons on Patreon. And this week, we're giving away one of AE's wonderful cards that he's named again. This time, it's Shalai, Voice of Plenty, and Scourge of the Limited Battlefield. Yeah, pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. I have resurrected her so many times, and I, I went 3-0 like, during F&M with, like, this, with her, and she's amazing. It's like Shalai, Voice of No Touchy. <laughs> no Touching! No Touchy! No touch. You can give me a hug, but you can't hug this other creature. You can't hug the lands. You can't hug the enchantments, not the equipments, not my controller. No touchy. So basically, she only gives your creatures hexproof. Yeah, you oh. and your creatures. Yeah, so you, and your you can touch the lands all oh, you want. Crap. You can, yeah, you can destroy. Lands. All right, that, that helm of the host you're about to equip her with, yeah. you can destroy that pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. so, but Ae offers some uh, inside information on this card that. Shalai was sent to protect Lano, the Lanawar forests, uh, and she's named in the same style uh, as the voice cycle of the four color color uh, angels from uh, the Urza saga block. She should at least be able to protect the Lanawar forests then. <laughs> creatures and forests, creatures you have control. You Honey, she and- has plenty of work. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need to worry about all of that. The way you were describing her reminds me when I was in middle school, we had a nun that went around to, I went to Catholic school as a kid, and she would go around with like a little ruler, and as we were slow dancing at dances, she would actually go around and be like, Make room for Jesus. Make room for Jesus between like me and my my partner and other dancing couples. So, so is that Shalai voice of? No touching. No touchy. No touchy. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Lorgoyfs, everybody. <laughs> so yeah, um, congratulations to our patron, and we will be sending these out ASAP. So uh, with that, why don't we move to our second Ravnica story by again the wonderful Nikki Drayden. This time, we're taking a stroll down to the exciting Is It with testing the dark waters. By exciting Is It, you mean the sewers. Oh, yeah. Now take it away, Dustin. Laybet's an Is It tinkerer, an inventor, down on her luck and down in the sewers as she tries to make a little extra money for her own madcap ideas. On assignment from the Golgari this time, she's guided by a super laid-back troll, Catleth, who helps her locate some Giant fatbergs. Yes, giant mounds of fat. Fat. That seem to be immune from the sweeps of electricity the Golgari used to vaporize them from time to time. Laybet's mission is to figure out why. 
Yikes! Laybet backs away from a skittering sound. What? What was that? Just a sluiceway scorpion, Catleth says. Their sting barely causes any pain. It kills nice and fast, dude. Not reassuring. Wait, that can't... Can't be a moose, is it? No, no, no. It's a rhizome lurcher. It's like an awesome fungus growing in a corpse, and those aren't horns. They're fruiting bodies, dude. Fruiting bodies! Uh, yeah. I think I see the fatberg up ahead. Yuck. It's the most disgusting thing I've seen yet. How do these lard piles even form, anyway? You know your problem, dude. You worry too much. Want to try some of my awesome gloomshine mushrooms? That depends. Did you grow them in your armpit? Maybe. Desperate to prove herself to the Izzet League and to her boss, Laybet turns her equipment up to 11 and frantically tries to find an answer to the resistant Fatberg. Could it be a discarded artifact or other magical item? She comes closer to a grate and after wrenching it free, finds a spatial rift surrounded by lush plants and a dozen very grumpy electric eels. Realizing that contact with that spatial rift has made the plants immune to electricity, and most likely the fatbergs as well, Laybet collects as many plants as she can and gets shocked by ten eels in the process. As she drifts to victorious unconsciousness, she thinks, Yes! I can finally tell my boss what for and get my own damn lab! Turns out that being shocked with a bunch of eels isn't the best way to convince your boss you should take his place. Laybet's out on the street and out of work, left only with her discovery and her dreams. She starts her own clandestine lab. It may be in the sewers without equipment or test subjects, but Laybet still feels like the winds are changing for the better. And with that, she hears a knock at the door. Um, hello? I'm Tamsin Sweeney, here for the blast secret position. Your references? Oh, I make it a point never to give references. A very old-fashioned idea to my mind. That would put you behind many other applicants, to which there are a lot. My qualifications. Item one. My work is nothing short of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Item two. I'm, in fact, the only blast seeker willing to work in your illicit lab. Huh. I guess you're perfect. <laughs> Practically in every way. And I can handle those lab rats. As I always say... A spoonful of sugar helps the euthanizing agent go down. Tamsin helps extract the rift magic from the plants and administer them to their test subjects. First, it's just rats who prove themselves immune to bolts of electricity. Then they move to larger subjects, this time goblins and humans. Labet's nervous about testing on actual people, but Tamsin points out that this is necessary for science. After administering the serum to her test subjects, Laybet is relieved and excited to see five perfect results. The serum derived from the plants absolutely shields the subjects from bolts of lightning, but given how revolutionary this research is, she's unsure of how to keep the secret from rampaging all over Ravnica. Oh, don't worry about that, Tamsin says. I already killed them. What? Laybet sputters. Oh, they went peacefully, Tamsin replies. We're not complete monsters. Remember, science. Ah, right. Science. And troubled by this, Laybet decides to volunteer as a test experiment for the Simic so she can pay Tamsin, get her mind wiped, and move on with her life. She doesn't disclose to the Simic lab technician that she's been exposed to radiation in the past week, which causes the fluids being administered to her veins to bulge and sprout scales and talons. In a fit of terror, she hulks out of her bonds and escapes to where this all began, the sewers. Laybet shuffles through the sewers, trying to gain control of herself when a voice calls to her. Laybet, it's me, Tamsin. Laybet groans. I'll get you your money soon. Don't you worry. This isn't about money, Laybet. It never was. It's about my villain monologue. Laybet looks up at Tamsin. You were lying to me, weren't you? You were never a blast seeker out of work. Tamsin's visage ripples and wavers. Nope. And now your discovery is a property of the Demir. Come now, I'll make this quick. She launches an electric orb at Laybet, who scurries out of the way. <laughs> no, my science! Screams Laybet, still shaken and semi-reptilian because of the Simic experiment. She looks around her. And with her it ingenuity, begins to create her own ballast and rig to counter and contain the electric orbs that Tamsin lobs at her. As she dashes from Fatberg to pile of refuse in the sewer, 
Laybet MacGyver's together a functioning piece of equipment that absorbs and contains Tamsin's next orb. I gotcha! Laybet shouts in glee and stuns Tamsin with her own electricity. Tamsin lies prone and helpless, pleading for her life. But Laybet, filled with adrenaline, is it genius and simic biomancy, snuffs the light of the Demir agent quickly. Making her way out of the sewers, Laybet knows her future is a bright one. She clicks her claws together in excitement. Um, wow. Yet another really dark and very interesting snippet of life into the world of Ravnica. Oh, but it's great. It's so good. It's written so well. Nikki Drayden did such a great job. Although I have to say Tamsin is not a Czech name and neither is Labet, but that's okay. But we can pretend that it is. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. No. <laughs> but, um... That being said, though, the rest of the story was excellent. Um, I really enjoyed the interaction of of this Is It guild mage, basically down on their luck, working with a Golgari of all people. Although I, I do wonder how these giant fat perks are created. I mean, I guess maybe it's a sewer, so, you know, fat and it's cold and eh, I don't know. I'm also interested, if anyone's out there, how does fat react to electricity? Can you actually blow that up? I wonder. Well, I mean, we're, we're talking about fantasized world. Okay. So I'm going to go with yes. I'm just saying. Absolutely. Well, if, in, you're, if you can imagine it, it can happen. You know, in the spirit of the is it, I'm trying to think with science. Fatbergs are actually a thing. Oh, they really are? Yeah. In restaurants, as they cook beef or if they cook meat, yeah. all of that fat coagulates. Oh. And it, it generally can coagulate in, into pipes or in pipes. Uh, it can coagulate uh, in, in sewers. and it, so. It, oh, so this is like a giant piece of fat made up of all of the cooking of Ravnica. Yeah. Or other animal-based products. Correct. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a heck of a lot of sense. And they are gross. And squishy. And squishy. And squishy. And, and mostly gross. Also that. But yeah, no, I really felt for Labet because she seems like such an incredible character. I really love the fact that we got to know her really well. Like she's, su- I, I feel, a, I feel like a deep sense of empathy for her need to prove herself. Um, the fact that she's ambitious, she wants to go up the ladder. Unfortunately, yelling at your boss after getting shocked by a bunch of eels is not the best way of going about it. But I also think this gives us a really great insight into the way the is it are organized as a guild. It seems like there's just a lot of competing separate labs, almost like um, like startups, like or in incubator, just like trying to come up with these really crazy ideas so that way they will get noticed by Niv Mizzet. And then you get plugged into the fire mind. Or, or even science labs in general. Yeah, that's there, true. There's a lot of competitions among science labs to research something or to, to develop new types of, of discoveries. Uh-huh. And I think you're, you're spot on there. What I found also very interesting was the is it perspective of the Simic in this particular story? Labet decides to take on, uh, become a t- an exper- uh, like a testing subject for the Simic. And she describes the, you know, the whole practice of biomancy as being like squidgy to her, basically. Like she thinks it's really weird <laughs> and totally not something that she's comfortable with, which I guess says a lot about her desperation level. Well, we have to remember that all the guilds practice and study magic at some level. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they do it. I mean, yeah. the Simics are the ones who are going to, what was that unglued mechanic called? Where you stuck things together? Oh, the cards together. Or unstable. Unstable, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Host, when you're host. hosting creatures. Yeah. Like they, they are going to be the ones that host other things on their bodies. Yeah, but the thing is, like, the is it, though, sees that as really weird. Like, the idea that you could graft something onto your body or infuse your DNA or somehow manipulate. I, would say, I wouldn't say graft. I would say operate with... With organic matter. <laughs> yeah, no, they, but that whole thing, the fact that they're they're tinkering with organic matter in this particular way is very interesting. What's cool is that we do see kind of a contrast between the simic science and is it science, right? Because Leibitz, very interested in seeing how electricity is being basically nullified by this spatial rift magic. And while 
she does distill this into a serum and administer this to her subjects, it's a temporary thing. It's 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 meant as a shield and doesn't actually like change anything physically about them. Whereas the simic are all about like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pop you full of random DNA and see what takes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you have not been irradiated within the past week. It's funny. It, sometimes, if you're looking for some quick cash, you can go to like a blood bank and then donate plasma or whatever. And I've heard you can get cash that way. Yep. But on Ravnica, you they go give you plasma, <laughs> <laughs> and they see what happens. I have actually, when I was in college and looking to make a quick buck here and there, I have taken part in like psychology experiments and things like that. And so I do remember filling out these questionnaires and being like, ah, yeah, nope, haven't done this within the past week. So was really excited to see some, I guess, in-world adoption of real-world like techniques and, and science. Yay. I just love like understanding like the culture and the economy of Ravnica, right? Because mm-hmm. Ravnica is a big city, and yep. I think something that we see a lot with Magic Story is we're looking at these these heroic characters, right? So we got the Gatewatch, we have the crew of the Weatherlight. Now we're actually going to need to take a step back, and we're seeing these Guild Mages who are not nobody, but they're not somebody yet, and we're seeing how they actually live. Mm-hmm. Like both our our Demir agent from last week to our our guild mage from from this week are they're struggling. Yeah, the struggle is real. The struggle is real in the city of Ravnica. Um, not everyone. I mean, like this is how it is with a lot of cities. Actually, I mean, we you get to see the spectrum of human existence, for everything from uber rich to the incredibly poor and starving, and you know, people who are willing to do anything for a fast buck. Like or I believe Calleth is probably. Super poor. Like he's a boat driver, right? In the um, in the Golgari sewers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's but uh, and he literally eats himself. Well, he's just <laughs> touche. I I have to I have to say during the opening of the story, I had I hadn't used my anti nausea charm. So going through the first part of the story, it was just like wow, I was there and. I, you know, I felt a little sick to my stomach. I'm sure many readers did. And I'm not saying that as a criticism by any means, but as as Labeth is experiencing these things, she starts to get sick to her stomach because the anti-nausea spell is starting to wear off. And it's like, yes, thank you, Nikki. Thank you for grounding my primal sense of disgust as I'm wading through these dark waters and hearing these these chitters and, and smelling these noxious fumes and seeing these fatbergs. Thank you for uh, allowing me to, to feel, you know, okay about being disgusted. So I have a question for you. Yes. Kalath only eats those mushrooms. He probably eats other it's, things. So it's pretend. We're pretending okay. he only eats those mushrooms. All right. Is he vegan or a cannibal? Well, fungus grow from the uh, from his armpits. From his arm, <laughs> they grow from his armpits, but they're not actually feeding off of him. They're probably feeding off of his dead skin and moisture um, and other bacteria that might be on there. So I'm going to say he's vegan. I'm going to decline. <laughs> I mean, I, I recently went mushroom hunting, so I I feel like I have a little bit of authority here. But I, I was just the thing that got me was the fact that he was just like. Plop! I got this mushroom Thank in my you armpit. So, <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Can we please change the subject? <laughs> he reminds me a little bit of Anpan Man. I don't know if you know about Anpan Man. He's a Japanese like cartoon hero. And he's literally made... He's like a gingerbread man. But he's made out of red bean pastry. And he goes around finding hungry people. And he tears off bits of himself to feed them. But luckily he lives with a baker. So the baker just makes him like new body bits. But yeah, that's kind of what brought me to mind anyway. Well, this is a great episode of the Morgoys <laughs> here. Anpan Man, look it up. <laughs> I, yeah. What, what I was going with Catleth at the beginning is he seems very carefree, not very in tune with the the struggles of the, the lower level mages, whether they be Demir or is it. He's like, oh, look, a fatberg. It's so pretty. I'm going to craft this soft pillow out of a glossy part of it and take a little nap. I'm like, okay, you do that, sir. You do that. 
Honestly, I really loved Kotleth. I think I did too. He was. I I really actually love the fact that the Golgari are like they see it for what it is and they love it. Just gonna they're just gonna take it and they're gonna make a pillow and you sleep on it. Is is cute. I like All right, it. Second question: Catleth, Tamsin, same character? No. 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 You don't think so? No. Catleth no. can't be the Demir spy. No. 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 You don't think so? No. No. Okay. No. How does the Demir know? How oh, does Tamsin know? Well, well the, the Demir, Demir are always looking at. I mean, she says so. She says she sees always look always looking at um, up and coming labs, and just seeing what there is. So I mean. If you're looking mm. at profiles and whatnot, and you see this person just got kicked out, rather, you know, suddenly, and they're they're looking for certain things, that could be enough of a crumb, a, a trail of crumbs, to possibly hint at something. You should investigate this. Yeah. And then, upon further investigation, Tamsin discovers that what's her butt? Uh, Tamsin, yeah. Laybet is actually onto something good. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, if she wasn't, then I'm sure they would have just left. I, I don't think they're the same person. I, Tamsin does not seem the kind of individual who would tear off a piece of mushroom from their armpit and eat it. If it's hey, not do, real. Do calls. <laughs> speaking of the Golgari and speaking of some sewers, I've certainly, you know, since I have the Lorgoise over every week, I, I certainly sometimes have issues with plumbing. <laughs> Sorry, wow. Guys. Way to call us out. It's <laughs> 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 just a lot of people coming in and out of my apartment, man. Well, well the sponsor ad plays. I'm going to go make true on that promise. Oh, no. I'll have to call them. I'm giving Justin this look right now. I'm just like, what? I'm going to go, like, get some anti-nausea spell enchantment stuff and slather myself in it. There's a shroom for that. No, thank you, Bob. Guess where they come from. No, thank you, Bob. (laughs) We'll see you in a little bit. Have a hitchclaw recluse in your restroom? Did your Gorgon friend leave more stones behind than you were expecting? Did your mission briefings not get all flushed away? No matter the shape, size, or sentience of your plumbing problems, Merrick and Milosh of Scavenge Scooters are here to get your flow back on track. Hi, I'm Milosh. Together with my twin troll brother Merrick, we have combined 300 years of experience with sewers, seepage, and the occasional talking shower mold. In fact, Merrick, you married that one we scooped out, yeah? Yes, I did. It's been 20 years of happy marriage and so many fat, happy children. Ah, yes, as Wish Queen Crab says to the chicken, sometimes you have to pinch the other chick. <laughs> all of our tools and products are all natural, 100% compostable, and recycled. Like this wrench from the left thigh of my late friend Korax. Such a good crawl. Ah, he drank a lot of sugar. So call us today, or send messenger talk. After all, Milos is always hungry. Rates are reasonable, and I'm still single. Don't worry, Beva. As they say in Overgrown Tomb, better off in Ooze than in Endrick. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. A great ad. It was a fantastic ad. Oh, God. I mean, I never heard that wish coin crab saying before, but I feel like I need to start saying that, like, all the time. Doesn't make any sense, but that's okay. No, it makes total sense. Sometimes you have to pinch the other cheek. Sure. You you never have to pinch the other cheek? Well, I mean, sometimes if one cheek gets pinched, the other cheek gets jealous, and so you have to pinch and the other cheek. And that's why, you know, the pinch coin crab and the, 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 the chicken. You, see? They do grant, come true through knowledge They, they and do the grant a lot of... Uh, Pinching related wishes. Ah, uh, yeah, just like that chicken. <laughs> so, speaking of wishes, we're hearing a lot about a lot about stories coming up. Yes, we got our first maybe rough glimpse the Chandra comics. Oh God, I'm uh, actually so I I don't like the image. I'm gonna come out and say I don't like the cover, but I am excited to see what they do with the Tybalt character. So we should give a little bit more context. So Wizards of the Coast has partnered with IDW Comics to create a series featuring Chandra. And that's really exciting because Chandra, we've seen her in comics before. I think there was a manga that came out a few years ago with her. Yep. And um, she's also been in the Purifying Fire. Um, there was a comic that came out with her. So anyway, when it comes to comic books, Chandra's no stranger, but we are excited to see what happens. That being said, we got a peek at the uh, a possible cover of the new Chandra comic. 
And I uh, gotta say, I personally find it really terrible. Just to give you an idea what it looks like, it's basically, it's night on the streets of Innistrad. And on the ground is a defeated, fearful Chandra, lying there prone and very scared, looking up at Tybalt, who is looming over her and looking really scary and has lots of sharp bits about him and and looks like he's gonna he's gonna lay one on her and there's just a lot of suggestive terrible things about that cover it's it's kind of weird too especially just given the the character history of tybalt yes like i think that's actually what makes it worse is that tybalt is one of those characters that we know could be put into one of these rough situations otherwise like i think if it was another character i don't think it would be good but i don't think it would be quite as terrible right like if that was to say that was Liliana still bad still bad but not like Liliana instead of Tybalt yes oh okay yeah that, right replace that's... Tybalt with Liliana okay now well... it's still not a great image and not an image you want to see but it doesn't I don't think it comes with as many of those connotations that come with Tybalt so there's two issues really here that I have as a a feminist that's one perspective and there's also the Vorthos perspective so the Vorthos perspective yeah, this doesn't seem like something that, I mean, we don't know Tybalt super well, but we do know that he's like half demon and was really into pain and like torturing people. We're not really sure what's going on with him and, and and Chandra in this particular situation, but having a male character looming over a female character who is prone and scared really is very triggering for a lot of people out there, in, including myself. I mean, like, in the real world, there are, that kind of segues into my feminist perspective, which is just that it's not at all good to have one of your strongest, if not your strongest, female planeswalker and one of your most visible characters basically looking like she's about to be assaulted by another by a male character. Um, I, I, so trigger warning, by the way... Um, just in case, you know, we if you don't want to go further, we you can just skip ahead another like five minutes and we'll be talking about something else. I'm totally with you and I yeah. totally agree. I think you think you have to be careful of the way you put things on the cover. Yep. Because it, it does set a tone for what your story is going to tell. Exactly. I do think it I do think you would be okay uh, maybe okay is the weird. I, I don't think I would be as mad if this was a, a scene in in the comic, like where because you have to have that struggle, right? To have a really good hero, your hero has to fall sometimes. So Chandra being our hero does need to be in those troubling situations. So I don't think it would be as bad if it was like one snapshot within the comic book that immediately came with resolutions, right? That shows that she's not being brutalized or whatever. Yeah. But be, having it be on the cover makes it extra harsh and somewhat offensive. Yeah. I mean, the thing about covers in particular for books, for movies, for comic books is that they basically act as the thesis of the, of the book and the contents within. When you look at the a book cover or you look at the poster of a movie, you immediately know what the tone is. You immediately understand, you know, who the character main characters are and what the relationship is to one another. This being the, first image of a premier comic book about one of our really, really powerful female characters is not a good look, not in the slightest. Yeah, and it just, I think it, I think it gives a very unwelcoming exactly. narrative. Like, if you remember, so I don't know how much comic books you guys read, but like The Death of Superman, right? It's a, yeah. actually a very similar cover, mm-hmm. but it was a, that was a really rough comic to read because it literally is Doomsday standing over the body of Superman, of Superman and yeah. you're just like, Oh God, this is not going to go well, and that's just not what you—it's not what you want for your first release. Yeah, and it's also Superman, right? Like Superman's strong, the American way. He's a guy, whereas Chandra is a woman. I mean, the, the, it's there's a huge gender disparity here when it comes to looking at these covers within the context of actual reality and society. So I'm I'm going to read something that Tony House posted on Twitter—a short statement that he made. And Tony cosplays as uh, Tybalt all the time, a very fun-loving, dancing, twirling Tybalt. And he's also one of our friends, and and we love them. So I'm going to read what Tony posted on Twitter. Uh, It's very thoughtful, and uh, here's what they say. 
I have been summoned and we're going to go off and it's about something that should make me ludicrously happy out of context to bulk getting the cover art for a comic. And he shows the cover art for the comic that, that we're discussing. Immediately, Sweet Tobalt is shown as menacing, cruel, and powerful, but this time with a lot of malice and purpose, lacking that unhinged style that made me love him as a character. Folks who know me know that I use they, them for Tobalt for several reasons, but this version is intentionally male. He is not slipping into the slender androgyny that I find kinship with the character. They bulk them up to be more physically prominent. We see Chandra defeated, and while plausible, the way that they show this is just uncalled for and is done crassly and strips her of her agency. They fundamentally violated both characters to set up this pose. It's not that Tobalt can't have the upper hand here. It's super plausible. It's not that I don't like the matchup. Two impulsive mages going at it on Innistrad is great, but you've lost sight of what's important to your brand and your characters. And if your first and most important write-off is Tobalt is weak and wouldn't ever get here, expletive off. That's a terrible line when we're dealing with parallels to domestic abuse. Anyone can be an abuser. Uh, this was my fear when they brought back my favorite character, them missing the note and delving down a road that we shouldn't be exploring in a game that needs to be accessible to teens and kids. So I, I take Tony's position. I thought it was very well written and very well articulated. And it just sums up my feelings about the entire comic book. Sure, you know, we can have two of the most recognizable characters in the history of magic, one that we haven't seen in a very long time and one that we've been wanting to see for a very long time and Chandra, but just the depiction of, of yeah, the matchup is great, right? Yeah. Like the, the potential of this story has so much and we just don't want it to be hounded by this cover art. Yeah, no, it, it's a really terrible take. So, that being said, I have actually reached out to Wizards of the Coast. I did receive a reply today, and it was actually really well thought out and really took into consideration a lot of my, what are my thoughts and a lot of my feelings uh, regarding this cover. And so, like I mentioned on Twitter, unfortunately, not none of us are going to be privy to the actual decision being made, but I have confidence that my and others' concerns are being heard and that they are being sent to the correct people on this. So uh, we will see what happens. But in the meantime, uh, let's go on to something a little bit more fun and a little lighthearted. Fun. All right. Lighthearted. Yeah. So. We're eating mushrooms. Oh. No. <laughs> I got them. No. I got them. So, so we have this fun game. It's called The Dating Game, and we're going to play it with a Guilds of Ravnica pack. <laughs> so the idea is that we will be choosing three cards, um, each of us from this pack, and uh, three random cards, and then, the, then one of us will be asking the other um, some questions that you would find in a normal dating game. You know, what would you do if you took me out to dinner? Where would you take me? Things like that. And we, and the person holding the card, has to answer as the character in the card. If that if that is a creature card, <laughs> and if not, then we'll we'll figure it out. So um, with that, let's go ahead and open up this pack, and we will be giving the rare away. You have to you have to open it close to the microphone so oh, everyone yes. can oh. everyone can enjoy that sound yeah. of the oh, yeah. the wrapper being torn and the mushrooms being removed. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. So shout out to the mushrooms you've been opening lately. Um. So. Everybody choose a card. Oh, right. Uh, I guess I'm going to take the rare card. I'm, I'm going to get the one that says magic on the back. Do I get to look at it? Yeah, you, each oh. of us gets to look at it. Oh, no. This is great. Okay, so I'm, I'm playing the role of this card? Yes, we are okay. each playing the role of this card. Okay. Of the card that we're holding. I, I, I can be interrogated first, if, if you'd like. Interrogated? Never! Oh. Do we have to stay in the character of this card? No, no, no. Yeah, well, when we ask you the questions about your... Um, so when you're asking me questions about my card, um, you can be just you. But you're asking me date questions. But if when I'm asking you questions about your character, you have to answer within character. Does that make sense? Okay. Any questions. Does so, Doug know about this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So, ask away. So, on our first date... Yes? Bachelor number one. Oh, yes. Where will we go? I think we'll go to the forest. I have many friends there, and I'm sure they'd all love to meet you. Okay. On, on the first date, that sounds more like a fourth date kind of thing. Well, you know, given the company I keep, I want to make sure that, you know, you're, I want to be straightforward with who I am and who my friends are. And, you know, we all talk with each other, sometimes in whispers. So your friends mean a lot to you, I'm assuming. Yeah, we don't really want to have careless whispers about anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Careless whispers about anything? I don't know. Well, when you say whispers, I, I kind of think that you're, you're, you might be one thing, but when I hear about your, how important your friends are to you, it makes me think that you, you just want to spend like all of your time with your friends. Well, do you have any questions for me, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> On our second date, what flowers should I bring? Oh, you know, something non-toxic, something that we could enjoy in a nice salad with my friends in the forest. <laughs> As we whisper to one another. This this dryad, dryad situation here is getting a little creepy. I think uh, a quartet might be involved. A quartet? Well, I, I think she's Selesnia. No, you, you need to keep asking me questions. Oh, I have to keep oh, asking you questions. Asking questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. This game is hard. <laughs> at, at, what, at what point do, uh, do we get to see you? Oh, you can see me all the time. I'm everywhere. I, I talk to my friends that are everywhere on Tin Street, in the forest, in the other forest. Are you a district guide? No, I'm not a district guide. But, you know, when you see one of my friends, sometimes you can draw a card gain a little more knowledge oh crap because they whisper things to you you see oh crap i should know this you should know this <laughs> oh i Are got you it beast, you're a beast whisperer oh uh, yes i am a Hooray! beast whisperer yeah. i have lots of friends in the forest oh, yes I, we were guessing we were guessing the card yes so so we we have at least a snake friend a mouse friend a snail friend <laughs> Yeah, yeah, now I'm in the forest. Wow. See? That was hard, but a lot of fun. Great. Yeah, and that's the rare in this pack. So, all right, Justin, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> oh, bachelor number two. Yes. Mm, yes. Yes. So, if we were to go home to your family, yes. how would you describe them? Well, my my family, we all love to fly. Uh, we take great measures to help those who have disappeared during the dark days, and, and we are the light that leads them back home. Oh, wow. Your family sounds like they do a lot of great work. We, you know, we try really hard. It's, we, wow. we just can't leave any of the citizens of our, our great city in distress. We always want to make sure that they have a way to, to get home safely. Oh, wow. All right. So on date number two, <laughs> I've drank way too much. Okay. And I'm trying to take you home. Okay. How are you going to respond? Well, I, I would say, uh, sir, that uh, if you've been way, way too incapacitated, then that, you know, we, it seems like we probably would go out on another date given the the amount of fun that we've had on the second one. So that's just great. I would probably slap you on the back of of my giant bird friend <laughs> wearing um a uh, beak and neck armor and I if you wouldn't fit on the back of the bird certainly you would fit in the bird's claws. <laughs> Um, Does your bird have a name? It, it's its name is Mentor. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So do you do you tend to go out on patrol with Mentor? I do. Oh my goodness! I, oh, do. I so appreciate the vigilance. There. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. We yeah. well, we have to keep our eyes out. You know, we have to keep our eyes, sights in all directions, making sure that you know the pe- people who are. Too inebriated to to take us home on our <laughs> second date, get squad. home safely. It's okay. So the true purpose of the Parhelian Patrol 
Yeah, you got it. Is to is to bring home all the nice drunks of Ravnica. You got it. That's Parhelia so Patrol. sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah. All right, Bob, you're up. This is fun. <laughs> oh, hi, Bob. Oh, hi, Bob. Or should I say Hello. Bachelor? Whoa. Oh, 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 my goodness. Oh. oh. Bachelor number three. I don't like being number three. <laughs> why don't you like being number three? Because I don't like it. What, why not? Because I'm mad. Okay. <laughs> Ask me a question. <laughs> what are you mad about? Ask me a question. <laughs> what are you mad about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever found yourself bachelor number three, you know, uh, unable to, to block out some bad thoughts? No. I'm just angry about them all the time. Okay. You know, like, if you were to take me on a date, bachelor number three, um, and it's our first date, uh, what kind of restaurant would we go to? One with big chairs. I'm a big person. <laughs> Giants, maybe. They're about oh. the same. It's a lot of, a lot of gold spells. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Oh. So we go to the gold spell restaurant, perhaps? <laughs> gold with, spell with, restaurant. With big chairs? Big chairs. I would be very tiny in that big chair. Is this a common restaurant or an uncommon restaurant? It's an uncommon restaurant. Very uncommon restaurant. Do I look like a common to you? <laughs> so do you, do you have to fight? I mean, I imagine at a big restaurant like that, you know, you, everyone's like digging in. And imagine you have to bring a big shield with you sometimes, right? No, no shields. We get stoned first. That's why I try to be less angry, but I'm always so angry. Oh, okay. Um, and you, you haven't, have you ever dropped anything? You know, that you, you really didn't want to drop? Or, or were you, like, ever, you know, are you pretty handy with tools, and have you ever dropped them? No. Oh, okay. My hands don't move. <laughs> things are locked. Things are, things are locked. Okay. Have you ever gotten in trouble? No. <laughs> okay. This is when, hard. When you say that you want a giant chair, are you thinking of a chair built for a 5'5 five five or a 5'2? <laughs> Depends on how many gold spells were cast. More gold skills. More, more gold spells means more bigger chairs. Oh, you're a rampaging monument. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I'm going to scratch you. Well, I do I'm another- angry. All right, let's do another round. Okay, here. This is fun. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, what? Oh. oh, my God. Oh, oh, this is going to be so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Okay, who's going first? I'll go first. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. This is fun. Hello. <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, hi there. Oh, hi. Hi oh, there. Oh, hello, bachelor number four. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, you sound so cute. I really like spells. If we were go out, if we were... Oh, I'm just really excited. I know. Must so, be the but, red. But but what if... Okay, so Bachelor number four. Okay. If we were out on a date, uh-huh. and I bought you a box of chocolates, uh-huh. and I let you choose a chocolate, uh-huh. what flavored chocolate would you choose? Well, is the chocolate a spell? Depends on if it's raining outside. You know, I really like storms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so if we were to go to... You know, a masquerade ball. Ooh. And we went shopping together. Ooh. You know, would we need to shop in the extra, extra, extra big and tall large section or the neat and petite section? It would be the neat and petite section because I'm really tiny and whatever you get, I would get a discount because I make things cost less. Oh, shopping on a bargain. I like that. I like Cheap that dates. Too. But only if they're spells. I'm going to take you out on a picnic for date number four. Oh, bless your heart. And I, I realize that I only purchased two drinks. Okay. One of them is water, and the other one is Gatorade. All right. Which one are you going to drink? Ooh. Uh, that's that's really, really interesting. The uh, the Gatorade has electrolytes in it, and I just love electro everything. So I think I'll do the Gatorade. Oh, well, well-spoken goblin electromancer. Hey, that's me. <laughs> How did you know? Oh. I tried really hard, but I just can't because I'm a tiny little goblin, and, and people know me. Okay. Do you want me to go next? Do you want me to go next, or do you want to go next, Bob? So I have, I have a rules question. Yes. We're gonna see if Never we can mind. find a judge. Go judge! ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Why, yes. uh, so, bachelor number five. <laughs> oh, ah. I like a good deep voice. 
Well, given the size of my larynx, of course it would be rather large. Oh, okay. So, what are you going to whisper in my ear on that, the end of that last night? Oh, I'm going to whisper. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to do this together. With our friends. That's what I would whisper. Did you, did you get a foil beast whisperer? <laughs> no. No? Wait, are your friends dead or alive? Well, they're alive. They have to be alive, because, you know, I only go where my friends want me. But sometimes they have to, you know, tilt a little in order to get me there. <laughs> tilt a little. Tilt a little. Yeah, they sometimes even lie down in order to get me on the battlefield, because I'm super cool like that. You know, I I step into the club, that and everyone's just like... centaurs tapping everyone out. Oh. Oh, yeah, just lying down, and then I come in the club. They so they they lie down before you come into the club. Oh yeah, they all lie down because they know I'm coming, right? They know I'm coming, and they want me to get into the club. So they set the mood. You have a very big larynx, you said. Mm. Are, are have we seen you before on Ravnica? Oh, I'm very well known on Ravnica. Okay, okay, mm. all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah, no, I have a very, very large. Very ruptury presence. Uh, ruptury, indeed. So, uh, how would you take me out on our first date? Oh, I just <laughs> just take you on my back, <laughs> and wherever we go, all my friends lie down for us. <laughs> oh, this is this is moving real quick. I'm not sure I'm ready for that worm. Let's <laughs> hear <laughs> a siege worm. Yes, I'm a siege worm. <laughs> Let's jump to the club. <laughs> Our friends lie down. <laughs> they lie down fast. Convoking. They all know that they're just lying dirty. I've got a siege worm. <laughs> a siege worm. They see me worm and a rocket's on It's so funny because Michelle is like pumping her fists <laughs> my up and down. But Siege Worm doesn't have any fists. But he so can he's head just, bob. He's just head bobbing. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Bachelor Number Six. Oh, hi there, Bachelor Number Six. Oh yes, Lucky Number Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that didn't work. <laughs> just a second, we have some technical difficulties as well. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's awkward. Is bristling boar in this set? <laughs> no, I think it's rubble belt boar. Oh, <laughs> it's the only pig I can think of. Rubble belt boar. That's a good job. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Uh, rubble belt boars can't talk. Well, neither can a siege worm. Hey, just because I'm a method actor <laughs> and you're an abstract actor. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Oh man. My so, voice is not supposed to make that noise. So with that, I think we pretty much cleared everything. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. out of time. I was worried that if, that if we wouldn't have drawn creatures, like how would you date us? How would you go out on a date with a sure strike? I don't know, but there's also vicious rumors, which is I would just turn into a Lindsay Lohan song. Yeah, or Adele. Vicious yeah. rumors. Whenever I cast disinformation campaign, that's the song that goes through my mind. Rumor oh. has it. Ooh. This is another creature. Rumor. Oh, that we could have been a generous stray. Meow. 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 It's funny. At GP Meow. Denver, whenever I had a, two copies, no one copy of generous stray in my deck, whenever I went to cast them, I just went. Meow. <laughs> uh, on Arena, I like the sound that the generous stray makes because it just sounds like this angry what? cat. It's like. It makes it it's c- like. Oh! It's like you will pay attention to me, and you will eat this lizard while I sit there and watch, because you will appreciate me because I am generous and I am stray. Like so you owe me nothing, and I owe you everything. Stray. I don't know. Maybe if it was a demanding stray, it'd be a two-two. If it was a demanding stray, you'd probably have to. I don't know. It would cost more, and you'd have to discard something. I don't know. Or, or pay life. Or, that or pay like life. Black, that sounds black like black. Kind of thing. We'll have to think about it. All right. With that, I think we're going to go ahead and close out this episode of the Lorgwives. Again, I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm Justin. I'm Bob. You can find us on Twitter at Lorgwives. Yes, and if you want to email us, it's at Lorgwife, the singular, at gmail.com. And thank you again to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. 
and we do have a Patreon, so check us out there. Our show will always be free, but we totally appreciate your support. Feel free to drop us a line and let us know about this dating game segment. I I had a lot of fun. I know Bob and Michelle had a lot of fun. If this, if you think that this should be a recurring kind of thing, feel free to let us know. And we'll be sending the Beast Whisperer to our patron who won this week's draw as well. Sebastian. Woo. Oh, Sebastian. Just to remind you that Sebastian will be reaching out to you on Patreon. Yes. yes. Congratulations, Sebastian. You'll get a foil shalai. Shalai la la. No touchy. <laughs> and a beast whisperer, too. No, 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 no oops, shalai. <laughs> Shalalala. With that? Bye. 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 I'm angry. All right, I'll just make a note for when we're gonna start. When we're gonna start. Pew, pew, pew. When we're gonna start. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You can change your thing. It's so funny. The what? The accent is great. I, I need the, I lost the, I lost the accent. It's like pudding in mouth. <laughs> it's like pudding in mouth. Like it's, it's not right. <laughs> but it's great. Okay. I love it. It's like pudding. Yeah, that euthanizing agent go down line is just so flavorful and really. <laughs> Laugh is great. <laughs> like you already know she's a Demir because you're doing it in a British accent. It's great. So flavorful and very upsetting. Obviously, she's a bad guy if you're speaking in an English accent. What?